welcome to the Spreading Success Podcast, bringing you the best habits, routines, and strategies from the most elite entrepreneurs in the game to help you find your path to success. Now, let's get right into the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Spreading Success Podcast. My name is Ram Raviv, and I am your host. Today, I'm joined by Kyle Russell, also known as E-Commerce Kyle. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm great, man. Long day and long weekend. Yeah, yeah, me too. So for the people that don't know you, let's just start out with, can you just tell them a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Kyle, as it was already stated. My Instagram is uh, e-commerce underscore Kyle. And a lot of people refer to me as e-commerce Kyle (laughs) because that's pretty self-explanatory. And what I do is primarily e-commerce, you know, so (laughs) the art of retail arbitrage, just selling things online, usually for a marked up rate, right? Because we have affiliate marketing and and we have you know, this, the retail arbitrage model. So affiliate marketing would be selling someone else's product and taking a commission of it for selling it at the same rate that they sell it at. And retail arbitrage is when you find a, you know, find a, either a digital or physical product that costs a certain amount and you actually mark up the price and then you get to keep that markup rate. So that's what I do, the retail arbitrage side of things. And I do this on Amazon, eBay, on Shopify, you know, my own website platform, but definitely primarily on Shopify, just because the scalability is a lot more efficient when you have direct control over your marketing, right? Whereas on Amazon and on eBay, you know, on Etsy, on all these different platforms, it's a little bit less measurable and scalable because you don't have direct control over your marketing since those platforms have mostly organic traffic. But yeah, I mean, primarily e-commerce, I do also do social media marketing very heavy as I've acquired those skills through e-commerce for some other businesses. And I'm also getting into a little bit of investing because I think everyone should have some form of investing, you know, skill sets in their arsenal just for once they develop all this, you know, capital from these smaller business models, that should be the exit strategy is really understanding how to, you know, multiply those earnings. Yeah, definitely. So as you know, the topic of this podcast is dropping out of college or just college in general. So obviously, I know that you're kind of in a sticky situation, you're getting a new a new apartment and stuff like that. So can you just talk about your current situation? Yeah, for sure. So first off, you know, my I mean, my experience with college in general, my my freshman year in college, I went to a school called the New Jersey Institute of Technology, and I was doing mechanical engineering, and I was also doing D1 track and field. So as that might sound, my academics were very time intensive, as well as my athletics. I was probably spending about 10, 11, 12 hours a day studying and about five hours a day just on the, you know, on my workouts for that division one sport. You know, outside of that, as you can imagine, there wasn't much time for socializing for you know doing anything that I might have enjoyed doing including running my businesses right because I I kind of just got my entry into business or rather my re-entry because there were some signs when I was younger that I was very (laughs) entrepreneurial but from when I was you know in middle school to high school there was this transition that I kind of got blinded by what everyone was telling me and I didn't go with what my instinct was when I was in middle school, you know, when I was in elementary school, middle school, and I always wanted more, I kind of settled in high school, which was a little bit weird. Because, you know, even for athletics, I was always the one who wanted to do more and achieve, you know, higher goals and higher heights and more points and, and whatnot. But, you know, academically and financially and everything else, I just kind of wanted to settle and just do what everyone else was doing. And then I got that spark again, my freshman year in college, when I was really doing things that I hated doing. You know, I, I didn't enjoy mechanical engineering. I only did that because it was a high income job, you know, that you can get out of school. And it was an only a four year degree because a lot of people who want to do what they love doing, like, you know, maybe they want to be a doctor, they even have to spend more than four years. I could never imagine 
spending more than four years <laughs> at school learning 95% of irrelevant BS to have a six-figure job. I, I just couldn't imagine that. So I knew that something had to change. So I started cycling in educating myself on business, right? On multiple different business models, you know, and, and I wouldn't say that I was as involved my freshman year as I would have liked to be just because of that lack of time. If I was sleeping an average of five to six hours a night, I was sacrificing two or three of those to learn primarily drop shipping and to understand the business model to as much of perfection as I could. And then I, you know, I did ultimately make the transition from my freshman year to my sophomore year. I transferred to Rutgers, New Brunswick, which is also in New Jersey, but it was a little bit less time intensive on the academics. And that's where, you know, my, it was the transition of that kind of summer really, and a little bit before as well, where I started to see a little bit of success and I still went and, but it wasn't because of me. It was because of my parents, you know, it was because of my parents, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, you know, what were my parents going to say if someone brought up the, you know, how's Kyle doing in school? And they were to say, Oh, he's not in school. He's doing business full time. You know, it, it puts my, some of my family members even in an uncomfortable situation. And I cared about that at the time that I care a little bit less about now, just because of my positioning with where I am at in business. So I might have not achieved that much success then. So it would have been a little bit of a stranger transition to just totally back out and pursue this full time, having not found you know that much success yet. And so what ended up happening was I totally got away from all the academics. I got away from all the athletics and I really started to prioritize business. And that's when you know results started coming in. That's when people didn't care that much that I didn't want to go full into school or didn't want to go full into athletics because I found something that I was actually passionate about and something that was actually helping out both me and my family financially. And that was kind of the turning point where I was like, okay, my entire freshman year, I did the best I've ever done in my life academically and athletically, but I wasn't happy, mm -hmm. you know? And then once I took control of my finances, once I took control of my emotions and I was able to do what I wanted and when I wanted, you know, and I just kind of drowned out everything else in the background. That's when I was like, all right, I got to leave this place and do this full time and capitalize on it, you know? Yeah. Just before you continue, just something that I also am going through. And I know a lot of people are going through that struggle in terms of, you know, caring what their parents think about them. Because in our society, you know, people that drop out of college don't even go to begin with are seen as, you know, these low life people who are just, just lazy and broke and all that stuff. So like, that's just something, for example, that is causing a lot of people to not, you know, get free from college and just stay and just learn all this pointless work, do stuff like that. Yeah. And even, even headed towards, you know, things like looking into apartments, I was always scouting apartments, you know, the beginning of my sophomore year. This is when I saw a little bit of success and where people started getting more comfortable with me talking about the idea of dropping out. But people still thought it was premature to be looking into new places. And even now, you know, I, I'm starting to understand that being away from that college atmosphere, being away from friends and family that might be very distracting and just going into an environment where you can just kind of be in isolation you know, when you want and be able to be way more productive is something that I think is going to be a huge transition in my business career. Because I built my first, you know, six figure e-commerce business in my college dorm room. And as you can imagine, there's not many people around me that are building six figure businesses. So I was just kind of, you know, I was trying to maybe make YouTube videos or maybe you know, be on calls and network with other entrepreneurs. But there was all of this background noise and all of this distraction. And, you know, people don't understand that it's more than just the hindrance of time because of the academics. You know, it's the atmosphere. It's placing yeah. yourself in a different atmosphere. That can be a huge game changer in, in anyone's 
you know, like social life, business life, whatever it may be, there can just be a, a huge positive outcome by just kind of going into an, a location that the settings, the atmosphere, the people you surround yourself with, that's when things really start to change. And usually for the better, if you have more control over that environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So something that a lot of people, it's just a, a huge controversy now, whether college is worth it or not, because a lot of people nowadays with technology are able to obviously just like you're doing, create amazing businesses and yeah. not need all those kinds of pointless classes and stuff. So do you think all the debt from college is actually worth it? Or do you think that it's a literal scam because some people are calling yeah, it yeah. literal scams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see how many people view it that way because I've known many people who racked up a lot of college debt and didn't really apply most of what they learned to their career, or they might've chosen an entirely different route. But since they had that degree, they were actually able to pursue that different route. So I think it's just, it's kind of just a, another tool or another vehicle to get you to where you want to be. So, you know, a lot of people, they don't know where they want to be. They think they do. They think they want, you know, a safe and secure job so that they can, you know, build up that 401k, have those two vacations a year, whatever, two weeks, three weeks of vacation, you know, build a family, whatever it may be. They think they want to go a certain path, but they don't really know 100%. They just think they want to know that because they've been kind of, they've had these limitations placed on them since they were young into thinking that this is kind of the only path that you can go. And so, you know, I know people who are happier than ever making $3,000 a month. And I know some business owners who make millions of dollars a year who are not happy. That person who makes $3,000 a month, whether they go to school or not, it's just all about finding, you know, what makes you happy and making sure that you can make just enough, if not, you know, more than what you think is comfortable and what's going to be able to fund those things that do make you happy. So, or, you know, or be able to give you the time to do those things that make you happy. Like that's really what it's all about. So going back to, you know, a degree and it's worth, it just depends on what makes you happy, right? I know a lot of people are so enthusiastic about helping other people, right? And a lot of them want to be doctors, right? Or, or some of them, you know, even want to be lawyers. They, they see their parents, their grandparents, their uncles, their aunts, their cousins perform these careers and they're satisfied with their positions and they actually are happy because they get to help other people. Mm -hmm. In that instance, you're just using college as a vehicle or as a tool to be able to allow you to do those things that you do enjoy and love doing, right? But if you're a business owner, if you're a little bit more creative, right, you're more of a freelancer, you're more of a free thinker, you know, you can you have skill sets to be able to do things that aren't really learned in school, right? Social media marketing, copy, email marketing, web development, right? With coding in general, I know some of the best like coders that I know that I reach out to if I need help with a software, or I want to even create a software that I have no idea whether they went to school or not. But I just see that they have the skill sets, they've done something similar to the task that I'm asking of them. And therefore, I deem them as eligible, you know, fit the criteria to work with me, right? So nowadays, there's a lot of employers like that, like Google, Apple, Facebook, that now are not looking for people that necessarily have the degree, because that's just one set of credentials of a long list that people can acquire. Mm -hmm. You know, you can work with a company for and an internship, have, you know, while you're getting your degree, have no degree and pick up more skills there in maybe the two months you work there than you might in all of your four years in college. And I think that real world experience, I think everyone should do before they, you know, even consider getting a degree. I know that's tough, but having some form of internship in high school or speaking to people who have positions in jobs they think they want to get into because of what other people tell them it's like, as opposed to actually experiencing it themselves. So it's really just a matter of what 
you love to do and you know and if what you love doing if there's a way to monetize that without having a degree then do not waste a penny you know on getting a degree but if what you want to do what you you know what you want to achieve out of life and the career you want to land does require it then it's not necessarily entirely obsolete, right? It's going to be obsolete pretty soon because all these jobs are getting automated by technology, but it's a good foundation to have if what you want to do requires a degree. But a lot of people nowadays, they just, you know, what their definition of happiness is, is like traveling the world, being able to play, play sports or do this, be with me, you know, help other people by maybe financially or offering their time. And I don't think anyone is opposed to making more money with an online business, right? Mm -hmm. Or even a regular business, right? It doesn't even have to have that much of an online presence. But if the goal in the degree is to make money, then I think it's a purposeless thing to do. You know, it's just would be so dumb to pursue that degree if the end goal is to get money out of that degree, right? And not because what you are using that degree for is happiness, because there's a lot of ways to make money that you don't need a degree, right? But if you don't care that much about finances and you really want to be a veterinarian or you really want to be a teacher or you really want to be a lawyer, then you just got to get through it, go through it. And hopefully during the process, you can find bits and pieces in the material that you're learning that you actually do care about. That's a sign that a degree might not be a terrible thing. But if you're an entrepreneur and you're sitting through these math courses and English courses, and there's not, you know, an ounce of material that makes you happy or that, you know, intrigues you, it might not be the place for you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and in terms of entrepreneurship, obviously, my end goal before I graduate is to escape the nine to five rat race and stuff like that. Another aspect to the whole college thing is the networking. And of course, tons of networking events, but to really build those personalized relationships, is it really worth that amount of debt that you're going to be racking in, you know? Yeah, but I mean, that's a great question. I think that the probably one of the biggest things that you can actually get out of a degree is the networking with other professors and other people who are interested in things that you love doing. That's probably one of the only things that I have extracted out of college. So that I actually do think that if you play your cards right and you put yourself out there, you can meet people who might be very valuable to you on your journey to what you deem as success, right? I know that I'm one of my marketing professors. I did a presentation and this asset management software company, they wanted to like hire me on the spot. That and, and they didn't care about a degree or anything. They just cared about your skill sets. So I came to them with a proposal on what they could do, areas of their marketing that they have yet to hit, right? And they they loved it. They had a very young staff. They literally wanted to hire me six figures on the spot. And I turned it down. You know, I said, thank you so much. But what I'm doing, I think, is going to be a little bit more self-fulfilling than working for a company, even though the owner of that company was a college dropout. You know, he related to me on that level to where he wanted to create things. And that's why he wanted to bring me on board. But that was done through a connection through my professor, right? And now a different market, you know, in case that anything ever happened and I wanted to fall back on that job, mm -hmm. I always could just with the marketing skills I've acquired. But those marketing skills, keep in mind, were not acquired in school. <laughs> they were acquired from, from drop shipping, from e-commerce, right? From Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And secondly, another entrepreneurship teacher I had, he actually was able to connect me with one of the previous hosts of Good Morning America, Deals and Steals, I think is what it's called, like, like they, this show. And one of my sister's companies, they're, uh, they're, they're more so like a brick and mortar store. They go to pop-up shops in, you know, or they go, to, they go to like tournaments for like athletes. They're a headbands company called Treadbands. Mm -hmm. And it's this little tire tread patented material you put on your, 
your forehead and it allows the headbands not to slip off your forehead. And so, you know, their whole, their online sales for the entire year was nowhere near six figures, right? Because they more had more of sort of had a physical presence in one day through a connection with my, with an entrepreneurship professor that I had, I was able to help get my sister's company on Good Morning America, which is what I would consider influencer marketing. <laughs> we made over a hundred thousand dollars in sales in a matter of a few hours, right? Crazy. So through the connection that I had with my professor, I, and I didn't take a dollar out of that out of pocket. I did that because my sister got a fat bonus from that because she was working under that company, a job she didn't love doing. That was her nine to five. And me coming in without having any, she had a degree. She had a great degree. She was always a great student. She landed this job and me coming in with, you know, not a degree, you know, no marketing degree or an MBA or anything like that. And I just come in and I, I can, I help them do their yearly revenue in online sales in a single day, right? Surpass that. And they were kind of so opposed to this like online presence and all that stuff. And that all ties into what we're talking about now with entrepreneurship. But yeah, I mean, those connections that I made to be able to achieve those things and ha land, you know, possibly land that job if I ever wanted to take it up, those were through connections that I made. The way that I made those was I put myself out there. I spoke to the professors. I probably went to office hours for those two professors more than I actually showed up to the classes. <laughs> because you're not just getting spoon-fed a curriculum, you're picking their brain. That's the mm -hmm. biggest thing that you want to do in the entrepreneurial space, you know, is, you know, don't wait for people to put out content, reach out to them, try to hop on a phone call with them, try to, you know, absorbing content is great, but speaking to the person is just so much better because you get way more information out of phone call than you do, you know, just from preset material that they're trying to spoon feed you because sometimes that's not a one size fits all. It's kind of like people who ask me, are courses necessary? Are consulting necessary? And I say, even if consulting is more than what a course might be, you know, with, with an entrepreneur in an industry that you're in, sometimes that's better because you can ask questions that might not be answered in that material. And you can pick their brain in ways that you can't with this preset material that they've prepared for you. So, you know, long story short, to answer that question, I think literally one of the only things that was valuable for me in school was the networking and reaching out to people who might have been a step ahead of me in the entrepreneurial game. I know one of my professors had like 40 different patents and he was like a multimillionaire. And I had no idea how to even achieve a patent and how valuable they are. And now I'm actually considering buying my first patent because of how much money you can really make off of things like that. So definitely the connections that you make in college are worth more than the actual education that they're providing. Yeah. So a question that just came to my mind is that obviously you met, you had some great connections through your professors and stuff, but if you were a senior in high school, would you go like, and you went back in time, would you still go through those one or two years or would you just go straight into dropshipping? Absolutely would not go through those one or two years. And if I had done everything that I'm doing now about a year and a half earlier, I would probably be a year, uh, not just a year and a half ahead. I'd probably be three years ahead of where I'm at right now because, you know, you have to understand I was probably spending about a quarter of my day in, this was in school, right? Like while I was going to school, I was probably spending a quarter of my day on business when I could have been spending half of my day on business. But because I was going to classes, I was taking buses to creative writing classes and, you know, biology and like macroeconomics. I wasn't able to use those other six hours on business. So it put me behind more than I, you know, actually 
thought of at the time. I thought, oh, I was getting six hours worth of work done a day. You know, that's pretty good. I'm being productive more than what most people are. But I didn't understand that I was actually losing another six hours that I could have been adding into my businesses that could have put me you know, literally a year ahead of where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And so looking back, if I were to get into things just a little bit earlier, I would just be way more ahead if I had not pursued that degree, you know, if I knew what I wanted to do. And if I was passionate about that thing, you know, if, if I had some instinct and intuition that I knew I was going to be passionate about e commerce and about social media marketing and business ownership in general, but I didn't know that my junior and senior year, you know, I was just hooked on trying to get A's and B's and trying to you know, PR and all of my events and track and, you know, score the most points on the court in basketball and score the most goals playing soccer. You know what I mean? Definitely. So my final question for you is that I've been watching your stories. Obviously, I am one of your core students, but <laughs> I know that you have a very like inspiring view and you just always like to give back and provide value. And you're not one of those people, you know, just selling a course. So yeah. what is your like one piece of advice to someone who wants to achieve some of the great things that you're currently doing? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. So I think one of the greatest pieces of advice I could give is to seek failure, right? Because a lot of people think that the road to success is just this straight kind of, you know, linear line going or diagonal line rather going from a low point to a high point over a period of time. But if you're, you know, if you're interested in things like the stock market or things like foreign exchange markets, and you see trend lines for, you know, maybe a currency or a stock, right, a share in say Apple that is appreciating over time and it's going up, you see that it's not just this perfect, you know, upwards line that goes from a, a low point to a high point. There's points where it's at a peak and there's points where it's way below where your entry in that stock might have been. And that's where the low points are in entrepreneurship. It is a, you know, it's like when you look at a, a heart monitor for your heartbeat, how it kind of is going up and down and it's going crazy. That's what entrepreneurship is. And you can't achieve those high points if you don't experience those low points, right? I, I know very, very few people who in their first month or two had not experienced some type of problem with their online business that they had to solve, right? And usually the people that it takes them eight months to 12 months like it did for me to have that first successful business, usually they experience a lot of failures along the way that some people just kind of back out and they're like, oh, you know, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. I have a Facebook hold or I have a payment processor issue or my, my card limit is, has been exceeded and they turned off everything you know, with my business, you know, a lot of people, they experience that and then they run away, but they don't understand that that's probably the best thing that could happen to them because they know how to prevent that from happening in the future. And they know how to solve that problem. And the biggest thing in business ownership and in life in general is understanding how to solve problems. So the more problems that you, you know, inquire, the more obstacles that come your way, the better of a business person you are, the, the better of a person you are in general, because you understand what it's like to face adversity, but more importantly, to overcome that. Because everyone faces adversity, everyone faces problems, but they, you know, they don't, they just kind of want to brush them to the side and skip to the point where they're at the top, they're a millionaire, they're happy, they're and they're helping everyone, you know, but like, you have to, you want to seek these failures and these obstacles as early in the journey as possible. Once you do, that like the faster that you see those failures is the faster that you're actually going to seek that success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's something that's really overlooked when it comes to, you know, starting out. A lot of people just give up very, very quickly. 
after their yeah. first, like you said, hold or their first failed product. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's just a struggle that a lot of people, you know, they need to just to flip their mindset a little bit and then yeah. just stay at it even like, cause you know, you are going to lose money. You're going to lose time and just things will happen along the way. Some things, most things that you won't even be able to prevent, you know, you can't a hundred percent guarantee that somebody's going to work or not. Yeah. And that's just with, you know, with e-commerce, right? Like some people they'll spend $200 in Facebook ads and they'll not get a sale and they'll totally give up. Right. Whereas some people are invested in real estate property that costs a hundred thousand dollars that they might be $40,000 in and they try to flip it and it totally goes South and they lost like 30, $40,000. <laughs> right. I know people in real estate who have lost over a half a million dollars their first two, three, four years learning it and still persevere. Those are the people that to this day are going to be the first billionaires that I know personally, right? The people who took the heaviest losses in the beginning because they learned the fastest and they learned the most. Because, you know, if you just spend $200 on something and it doesn't work, you didn't really learn much, right? If you spend $2,000 on something and, you know, you experience a little bit of losses and also a little bit of gains, you're going to learn way more. Just the more you invest, the more you invest in it. And you're also going to take that in more, you know, emotionally, the more you invest, the more you have that, that emotional and financial attachment to something, the more you're actually going to dig deep into why it didn't succeed and to why it didn't work. So that, you know, really the biggest thing that I could advise is look forward to the failures because they're going to happen. You can't try to go around them because they're going to happen and you just need to expect the worst in every situation. So once you overcome those things, the faster you can overcome that, the faster you can achieve success. Mm -hmm. Kyle, man, thank you for hopping on. It's been yep. a pleasure talking to you. If you Good guys fun. received any value from this episode, Kyle's socials as well as mine will be linked below. We will be more than happy to help you guys in any way possible. Just shoot us a DM or something like that and we'll be happy to help. See you guys on the next one.